This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today we have Nikki on from Capfinity, and our discussion is going to be about VR for recruiting. A very exciting topic. I've been looking forward to having this discussion with Nikki, so why don't we jump into introductions? Nikki, would you do us a favor and introduce both yourself and Capfinity? Of course, William. Thank you. So my name's Nikki Garcia. I'm one of the co-founders of Capfinity and set the business up over 17 years ago. And Capfinity is a talent acquisition and management business, and we specialize in behaviors and skills-based assessments and solutions. And VR really sits in our proposition because we want to provide solutions that are authentic and immersive for the candidate, um, because our data would suggest that gets the best from the candidate and they learn a little bit about the job along the way. Love this. So a number of things. So so we're going to wander around a little bit, but where does one start with VR? If someone has not started, especially talent acquisition professionals that are listening to this, if they've just not done this bit yet, where do they start? It's a great question, William. And I think the first thing to acknowledge is that VR has really evolved quite substantially. So when we first started using VR in recruitment and for candidate experience, it involved a lot of kit. It involved a long wire coming out the back because the production of it wouldn't look right without that level of Wi-Fi. And now, um, particularly in this new world, you can produce really high quality content using the Oculus Quest kit um, and a couple of others. And really for people who want to try it out, I would say, get your hands on an Oculus Quest, have a look at the types of environments that you can see and just start to experiment and consider how your organization might be able to use virtual reality to onboard people, give insight into the roles that you want to recruit them for. And we're really seeing it being used right from the acquisition of talent, so at recruitment fairs, um, right then to kind of final stage supporting interviews and supporting decision making on candidates. So, do you see do you see it now, or do you see it in the near future? It's like, kind of like a because uh, you said immersive. I was thinking about that kind of a day in the life, like you can see behind the veil. His job description is pretty flat, no matter how we try to make them really jazzy up, um, but it's still pretty flat. And one thing I love about VR and, and metaverse in general is that it's, it's not flat. <laughs> it's certainly <laughs> not flat. There's some texture to it. So yeah. do, you, do you see do you see a peak behind the veil or even scenarios or basically kind of situations where you put candidates in so that you, you really get a taste for what the job looks like? Yeah, all those things. And, you know, it, it really in recent years, and months is exploding in terms of what you can do with it. So um, 
to your point initially, yes, it goes way beyond a job description. It's much more about showing job purpose, job culture. Mm. Um, we did a recent survey across the US with YouGov and the Wall Street Journal, and 80% of candidates during this sort of pandemic, post-pandemic period wanted to understand company culture. And before it was around 49%. So we know that providing really in-depth insights incredibly important to a candidate. And in VR, we can produce a number of things. Um, if it was at the very front end, trying to attract candidates to the organization, we can do simple things. We can do office tours. We can provide insight into the CSR strategy of the business. We can allow candidates to go into different rooms and understand things that the organization stands for. As we go further into a recruitment process and perhaps we want to understand how a candidate actually performs a certain behavior, then as you suggest, you can get into providing a scenario. Um, we have one room in our VR suite where we can um, provide a 360 meeting with real people looking at the candidate, asking questions and the candidate expecting to respond. In another room, we can look at quality assurance um, we can take people essentially up in the Catfinity lift and every room they come out of, we can assess and quantify a different behavior and a different skill. I love this. So let's back up because uh, for those uh, that haven't done a whole lot of this, um, you know, once you, obviously once you have an Oculus, um, you, you sync it with your Facebook account, then you, you're off into, there's all kinds of things. I mean, yeah. obviously, right. It's like the internet, but better. So one of the first places, I, I think it was Microsoft's uh, alt space. Um, I did a conference uh, there using that space. It was actually really cool. I mean, just the, the space itself was cool. And the way they set up the conference uh, was also uh, really, really cool as well. But you mentioned that y'all have a suite. So it kind of take the audience into that bit as well. Like, okay, where are we going to meet? Like you and I are using Zoom. <laughs> you're, you're near London. I'm near Dallas. Okay, that's pretty easy for people to understand. Uh, but in VR, what does that look like in terms of that space? So that space can vary. It can be as realistic as us co-working on something together. So oh, cool. if we were candidates at a final stage interview and we're actually using a similar uh, concept with EY currently in the UK for tech interns, but bear with me, this principle works in a group exercise. Right. You and I could be going for a job and we may have group exercise briefs where we're going to work through we could be doing a hack together and we could be collaborating you in Dallas, me just outside of London, and we could be collaborating on a solution for the company and they would be able to be in VR with us. They would be able to see how we work together, how we behave, how well skilled are we at that task, just in the same way as if we were in the same room. And Another way in which it gets used is when we slightly take the behavior out of the work setting to see if somebody can have really the potential and the flexibility to demonstrate, let's say, an analytical skill. And in one of our an analytical VR rooms, I could take you into an Egyptian crypt and you would pick up a virtual reality torch, which many people tell me is hot 
which of course it's not because it's in virtual reality and they hold it away from themselves so they don't burn their faces. And they conduct um, challenges in hieroglyphics. So we can make it very real or we can really test someone's flexibility or potential to complete a skill by taking it out of a work context as well. With skills, you know, naturally people are going to ask, is this right now, are you seeing kind of early stage uh, certain types of talent or roles or industries? Is there anything that you're kind of seeing like, okay, right now the early movers seem to be, you know, this? Yeah, and I think it's fair to say that um, it would be, it's hard not to acknowledge the level of investment that a company like Accenture has put into VR, both in their onboarding. So they bought 60,000 headsets in November 2021 to ensure that everybody, every new joiner, if they wish to, could be onboarded using VR headsets. But you've also got the likes of Accenture, EY, KPMG, I think this week launched their metaverse. Lots of the professional consulting houses investing heavily in virtual reality, both for experiences of potentially recruitment, but also collaboration spaces for their teams, but also places where their clients will collaborate in the future. And I think there is some trepidation around the metaverse, how virtual reality will embed itself. And it has also, it's been a slow grow. So definitely um, anyone offering tech consulting right now seems to be heavily investing along with all of the tech firms that you would expect. You know what I love about that is is just travel cost alone. Like, you know, uh, if we're thinking about <laughs> climate. I, I'm smiling as a business owner as well, but yes, travel funny. cost alone. Right. I just, you know, if we're thinking about climate uh, on any level, you know, less planes, less travel, yeah. you know, more time with your family and, and a better experience with your client or in this case, candidate uh, and employee. It just it just seems like there's no no losing there. Like again, there's times in which you want to get together and break bread. Like I get that, but you know this this idea of leaving Sunday night and coming back Thursday night, which what most consulting firms historically have done. Yeah, we don't we don't. There's a better way. There's there's a better way. It's, uh, maybe we don't have to spend it all on on, uh, on on flights and hotels and all of that stuff. Um, I wanted to ask you about. Uh, an odd question, I guess, maybe even a dumb question, but uh, DEI and how the use of avatars uh, is useful or could be useful with candidates. Yeah, and I think from our experience, avatars is something that we've probably had to be quite careful with in Mm -hmm. relation to using VR in recruitment. So quite a lot of our spaces will not necessarily be two people orientated because unless they are incredibly realistic, it can be a slight distraction. So quite a few of our spaces are, I would say, focused on the candidate and not necessarily avatar-led. However, we have got spaces in VR for development the production of or the development of employability skills, those do have avatars. 
Um, and within that, obviously, in terms of the diversity of avatar, that experience is open to um, being being very wide. The question I thought you were going to ask me was around actually how do diverse candidates experience VR and how do different aged candidates experience VR? Let's go into both of those. <laughs> well, and, and what we are finding is that um, when we have run pilots of a VR exercise versus, say, a traditional interview, one, the VR is incredibly accurate and goes on to demonstrate that that skill can be performed in role but there is less adverse impact against minority groups. And when we've used VR in the assessment of leaders, particularly leaders for future tech jobs, and we've had a very wide demographic set. So um, individuals who are kind of 30 plus up to late 50s, um, the older candidates have performed as well, and in some cases better than the younger candidates. So we've slightly disputed the, um, the view that perhaps you need to be a gamer or you need to be a Gen Z to really um, kind of have a good experience in VR. We, we haven't seen that. So it has been incredibly equitable from a recruitment perspective. Love that. And I'm glad you asked those questions. Of myself. Uh, because, <laughs> because those are wonderful questions. Um, so you've been able to kind of see how some of these things rolled out with some of your clients. And again, no names or any of that type of stuff, but just mistakes to avoid with VR in recruiting. So what are, what are the, what's the, what it is we're teaching folks about this? What are some of the, the ways that we can avoid some of the pitfalls or any landmines that might be there? Yeah, great question. Um, the kit now without its wires and tripods has got over some of the, um, some of the pitfalls. Um, but you still have to realize that when people put a VR headset on, they'll want to move around. So marking out a space that they can be in. Um, we used to have a VR room only for development, not for recruitment, where someone would walk along what looked like a cavern with a high pole. And we had a lot of jumpers. So we would have to just watch for how people were behaving. But the space and a clear space is, is key. Um, so is a sense of having a point to climatize. So in our suite, we have a reception area. We have simple tasks that um, candidates can go through. So they feel really well climatized with the equipment. Um, we've also managed to create materials now or, or VR scenarios where you can teleport. So I don't need to have the use of my legs necessarily to um, complete anything in VR, I can actually just teleport around the space. And like all aspects of technology used in recruitment, you need parallel materials. There will be some people who do not want to put that VR headset on and we can't make people do it if they don't want to. So you always need to be kind of ready with parallel materials. I have to say the times we've had to use it is about 1%, but it's certainly you know worth thinking about all of these things from from the outset but the climatization piece is probably really key so people just feel very happy using the tech i like that and it's it's interesting that you touched on accessibility so you know some folks are going to love it you know and some people are going to need other accommodations if yeah. you will uh, and so it's just you know it's creating space for everyone uh, it, absolutely it is really kind of the, the goal there um 
but I love the idea because you said if you don't have the use of your legs, you can teleport, which immediately got me to think about how different people would uh, would use this with different challenges. So wonderful. Um, near future of VR. So just like what do you see in the next year uh, in terms of recruiting and how people, how you think people, maybe your clients, et cetera, how they'll use VR? Yeah, and I think first of all, what I'm already seeing clients across the globe, but particularly in North America, invest in is is metaverse experiences, and that does not necessarily need a VR headset to be to be engaging with. So interviews in the metaverse, meetings in the metaverse, and what that looks like is really a two, 3D world on your computer screen that you'll be able to walk around, maybe see avatars, experience offices that have a a highly immersive recruitment experience that goes way beyond, say, asynchronous interviewing or or Zoom videos. So that's something which I think will will increase. I think from a VR perspective, the, the next thing will be more people, particularly now people are visiting, kind of going back into offices, will be the use of VR for supporting final stage recruitment and also replacing some aspects of career fairs, particularly in the Gen Z space. So I think those two things will will accelerate alongside the the development of client metaverse spaces, which will definitely get used to support interviewing and final stage assessments. So you touched on it a little bit, but I want to make sure the audience really catches kind of some of the nuance of metaverse versus VR. Yeah, so, and, and, and look, everyone will have different interpretations of this, but the metaverse is really a space that organizations are creating where you are able to go in and collaborate. You're able to um, look at things like uh, cryptocurrency. You'll be able to do a lot of things in 3D but without a VR headset on. You can still experience the metaverse with a VR headset on, but it's not critical to have the VR headset in order to walk around a metaverse experience. And VR is different. VR VR is, yeah, you've got full 360 experience because you're in VR and with VR, because you are completely... um, surrounded by that experience what we find from an assessment perspective and also from a training perspective and this isn't just our findings you can see this on uh, work by PwC across the US but the experience when you're in VR going through could be going through an assessment room you could be walking up to an auditorium in virtual reality about to give a presentation it it provides an emotive experience and when we evoke emotion it's lasting, it's very true to how we will behave in reality. So VR really takes that metaverse experience to a whole new level. And in, for recruitment purposes and for training and development, it's probably the closest thing we can get to actually seeing somebody do the job day to day. I was about to say, because it reminds me of stress and uh, putting people, uh, I think it was, I think it's a Berkman, uh, the assessment that basically you uh, as a personality you have you as a natural state and then you under stress 
Yeah. It's really interesting the the research that the World War II pilots, you know, basically. And uh and it was just really interesting to see how you perform, how you are under stress. And everybody's different. You know, there's not a right or wrong. It's just really interesting to see when when as you talked about emotion, I immediately thought of stress. <laughs> well, and and look, you know, I'm a biopsychologist by background, and the quantity of research of using VR also in uh, therapies, you know, the recovery of post-traumatic stress therapy, the reduction of social anxiety. Oxford University have created a VR experience with astounding results on the reduction of social anxiety and increasing people's confidence. So it's um, it's definitely here to stay. It's got multiple purposes. And we're from a recruitment perspective, I think we're just sort of, we're just at the very, very early beginnings of this journey. I love it. Nikki, thank you so much for your time. You're so welcome. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruiting.